1: Before they began to speak, I was getting these emails about not wanting you to come in here, and I thought you haven't even, without knowing what you were going to say, uh, it was interesting comment that comments plural. Uh, Dr. Rima Wadan is here, and this is the Colorado Palestinian Club her parents are Palestinian, and Abdullah El and I hope I do it right, please do it, so I don't do it. don't mess it up.
2: Abdullah El
1: Okay, and born in Libya, but his folks are Palestinian, and you have family in Gaza, and you've lost family members.
2: I've lost 106 relatives in the past three and a half months.
1: Yeah. That's stunning.
2: Yeah. Men, women, children. Uh, Two, uh, a third of them, over a third of them are children. Um, over a third of them are women. Um, many of them are, I think, four, four or five of them are actually older than Israel. Um, they're above the age of 75 who've been killed. Um, Ten have been uh, kidnapped by Israel, just, you know, have, were arrested and just disappeared. Yeah, I, I hesitate to use the word arrest because that implies some sort of judicial system. Uh, but they are kidnapped by Israeli forces, and we have no idea where they are right now. Um, so yeah, that's that's the situation right now. We ended on the the
1: in the, the last call that the, the conflict has always been there, will always be there. Um, you were talking about the rise of anti-Semitism in Europe and the rise of anti-Semitism in the U.S. What's that predicated on? Is it predicated on what's taking place in the world, or as you point out, we were talking off air abdallah is very bright you were saying this this has existed um this has gone on it's it's what happened to european jewry when the Shoah begins and goes to 48 it's i think for people that and myself included that don't spend enough time and i try and read as much as i can and listen as much as i can it's still a very confusing issue still remains confusing um is there a way out? And we got jam lines. We'll get to the phones in just a second. But is there a way out, Abdullah?
2: I firmly believe that the only way out is mm-hmm. one state where everybody has a, uh, a, a a mutual interest in that state succeeding, which is going to require uh, you know people mutually working together. You know, there there is a lot of hate, of course, mm-hmm. um, and it, the only way to get over that is for there to be a combined interest in this state succeeding. Um, that's that's the only way.
1: One of the things when I read Israelis, they say if we allow an unabated birth rate of Palestinians or of Arab people, we soon would not be a Jewish state.
3: That's democracy. Well, I
1: understand that, but that's the position that I've I've read that. But, I
3: mean, like they, they, they say that they're a democracy. So that's in, 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 that's what we, the principles that we hold. And they keep saying that they uphold these same values. So let's see in action. So, and, and the people can coexist with one another. I have no doubt in my mind. Um, because at the end of the day, the people that live there just want to provide for their family, they want their families to succeed, kids go to good schools, good, I mean, have medical access. Ability to have food, water, very basic necessities. As long as we adhere to those basic principles, this is definitely a successful plan.
1: What happens in Gaza now?
3: In Gaza, we have to allow it to go back to Gaza. We have to allow it to have the same basic necessities met where they are allowed food, water, water fuel electricity, they have to have a governing body, and we have to go back. We are now, all countries are involved in rebuilding yeah. Gaza. They're in like a detriment humanitarian wise. It's a catastrophe on monumental scales. I mean, the surgery is being performed without anesthesia and, and the death toll continually to rise. We have to have, at least start at a ceasefire and then build our way from there to allow Gaza to flourish as it once did. I read
1: Netanyahu last night, he said it ends when, when, when we're complete, and I don't—that's that's a war aim. I don't absolutely. know. Yeah, it's what,
3: genocide th- terms.
1: Is that what you think it means?
2: That, of course. Yeah. I mean, he actually used the term "from the river to the sea," which yeah. I've gotten in trouble for using. I know you have. You know, I, I, I use it in a liberatory well, sense. I,
1: yeah, when you when that term is used "from the river to the sea,"
2: it's the eradication of the state of Israel. And you're saying no, no. Why? Uh, uh, well, may, maybe it's the eradication of the way it exists right now, which is an apartheid state. Uh, If that's how you take it, as like, oh, you're going to eradicate my apartheid state, then yeah. Okay? But if you believe that my liberation comes at the cost of someone else's liberation, then you're really telling on yourself. You're you're telling on on how you view freedom, that freedom is a zero-sum
4: game.
1: Back to the phones we go. We start with Jay on Line 1. Jay, you're on a radio show. Good morning.
4: Uh, Peter, Gaza... It seemed to me that Gaza was doing okay before they attacked Israel. They had high-rise buildings, which require elevator systems, which require soil engineering, which require all kinds of engineering to maintain and build. They had automobiles. They had um, all kinds of modern luxuries of today's life. And my question is, and also one more thing, The, the, the the theme that it's such a concentrated place to live, it's so crowded... Gaza has about 17,000 people per square mile. Singapore is about 20,000 people per square mile. Brooklyn, New York, where I'm from, is 38,000 square people per square mile. And Manhattan is 74,000 people per square mile. So the whole premise that they're locked in this tiny little area is just not true. And my question for your guests is, after the Israelis pulled out in 2005, why has the... The Hamas been bombing Israel. Why couldn't they just stop? There was not one Israeli soldier there. Why?
2: The Israelis moved from inside of Gaza and then surrounded all of the outside of Gaza. There there is no they have no control over their own airspace. They cannot leave freely. They have no control over their shores. They have no control over what comes in and what goes out. This is an occupation. No, oh, no,
4: stop. How how they have automobiles, how they have automobiles, how they have transmissions to be replaced, and engineers to be fixed, engines to be fixed. It does have to be approved. Hang on, hang on, on, hang hang on, Jay, hang on. I agree
3: with, uh, there has to be an approval system. So Israel does allow things to go through, but it has to be at the best of Israel allowing things to go through. It is not vetted. It has to be, every single thing that goes in is vetted before it goes into Gaza. So Gaza can't just get a, um, a shipment without it being monitored and, in, 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 in detailed suit. We have, we have can, um, containers still on the shores of Gaza of stuff that is not allowed to come in. That we're talking about last summer. We're not even talking about current times. Um, so containers that had food, medical supplies, um, you know, since the last six 16 years it's been under
2: a uh, um a so very you're telling me,
4: Okay so you're telling me that Israel was denying food to come into Gaza yeah. pre October 7th
2: Yes actually you can go and look it up Israel literally was counting the amount of calories that they should allow into Gaza literally go look it up they called it putting Gaza on a diet yeah.
3: It's, um, it's UNICEF is a reference for that. There. Okay, yeah, it, it, exactly. It's there.
2: it's absurd, and I urge you to go look it up. Putting on a diet. Just Google that.
3: And humanitarian um, relief organization. I would even go uh, recommend. So you're it.
4: telling me the reason you bombed Israel since 2006, when not is one Israeli soldier was there, was because there was. A lack of food and other yeah. essential supplies Our, to live. Yeah, we can't.
3: Um, I work with the Palestinian children <laughs> <laughs> Relief Fund. Well, let her answer, yeah. please. Yeah, let, let her. Palestinian Relief Fund. We try to bring surgical teams into Gaza. We've been denied surgical teams to go into Gaza to provide free medical aid for the population. So these are for Palestinian children. So that is like on fact. And I would even re- encourage you to go to Beit Senem, which is um, an Israeli human rights organization that documented every single you know restriction that has got, been been. Um, denied to go into Gaza. So it is definitely on lockdown. And I'll, I'll even put in a bigger context. Gaza is the size of Manhattan. 2.3 million living on Manhattan with controlled north-south-east-west borders. It well, is very is clear.
4: True. This is not true. It
3: is absolutely oh. true. And I would recommend that you even go into UN um, documentation to Jay, even like
1: support it. Jay, because of full lines, Jay, take the last comment, if you will, if you wish.
4: I want to know, if, if how were they able to get hundreds of miles worth of tunnels built if there were such restrictions of things being brought in? How'd they bring in all that equipment? How'd they bring in all the guns and missiles and everything else if there were such restrictions? You could have had you missed such an opportunity to have peace. If you, have, if you wouldn't have bombed, not one, not one bomb into Israel, you, we could have had friendly neighbors, you could have had trade, you could have had peace. It was not necessary to continuously bomb over the past 15 years into Israel.
2: It's true. There could have been peace. But you know that peace and oppression can coexist at the same time. It's not acceptable to live peacefully if you are also being oppressed. If you have to ask a different country what you can and can't bring into your own country, that's, that's not a life. Okay, we're going to jump. Was, Jay,
1: what, i got to jump. i got full lines. Apologize. Good call. We go to Obama. Obama's on the radio show. Obama, good morning. You're on the radio show
5: good morning peter and thank you kudos and thank you for having the courage to bring a different opinion because in america people uh, have been living through lies for so many decades it's unbelievable all these people who's i mean peter this is not a fight between muslim and jews this is a fight against zionism People get confused. It's not about Jews, it's about Zionism. Jews, Muslim, Christian, they have been living in Palestine for ever. Forever. There is no problem between religion. It's Zionism. Peter, when the Romans kicked the Jews out of Jerusalem, who brought them back? The Sultan of the Ottoman Empire. When 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 the problem when going on in Europe. The Sultan sent ships to Andalusia and brought over 200,000 Jews in the Middle East. This
1: this problem, our guests in the studio, Peter Bowles, our guests in the studio are Palestinians. And it seems to me, as a reader and somewhat of a traveler, um, the war, the history, the future for Palestinian people is bleak and yet when you listen to or watch I was mentioning I saw a piece and it was in November where the Israelis the IDF was saying to tell these people live in Gaza move 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 south I think they want them to move this young defiant kid said we've moved already and he's talking yep. about 1948, yep. and 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 so you you look that, at this and how do you yep. how do you get around that? How do you? And we listened to the last caller, and his emotion was powerful and
5: ignorance, uh, ignorance, but, ignorance, but
1: but it's ignorance. it's it's, it's the, the, there's mythology everywhere. I love the comment that Abdallah makes when. People say God gave the Israelis that land, and his oh ret- his God. his retort was, "God's not a real estate agent." And whoever, whoever holds the land holds the land. Um, I was talking about mm. my my going into reading Native American history now and how brutal. I didn't know how Rushmore got its name, and I had to close the book. Mm-hmm. Rushmore. Yeah. Rushmore was a lawyer grabbing. Gold claims after the American government broke its word with the Cheyenne and the Sioux about the Black Hills. And Rushmore was a lawyer, and we named it Mount Rushmore after this guy. And I mean that, that that's a chink in, in your armor. Of, of, I don't know, um, uh, Obama. You've called many, many times. We've talked many times. These people, I wanted them to come in and talk. Matter of fact, they have told me. That they have attempted to talk to a number of television stations here in town who won't talk no. to them. Absolutely. Well, they no, won't talk to you. They right? not.
4: Uh, nope. Why do you think? Th- th- why do you think,
1: think them? Why, do you, why um, doctor? Why do you think? And we won't name them because I don't want to pull somebody into this. But mm-hmm. why they won't talk to you?
3: I mean, there's with exception of one, but all of, the one that wants to be fair and buy it, a fair mm-hmm. um, broker, but the rest don't want to hear it because they're being controlled. It's it's fair. And have it's, you
1: been invited on radio shows?
3: No. This is our first. Huh. Yeah. And even I will even go to meeting with our senators and delegates. This, this after October 7th, was our first time. And we've been actively asking and requesting meetings since the early 80s to, to have a meeting mm-hmm. now and then still deny the ceasefire proposal that we asked them to do. And
1: Why do you think these huge demonstrations are taking place in this country, in Europe, and literally all over the world now against? the IDF, against the Israelis. Why are these demonstrations taking place?
2: Because people have humanity, because people see what's happening, and they see that it it is a genocide. It's an unrelenting, it's unhinged genocide. Uh, And and people are waking up. You know, Israel is, is really showing the world who they really are. And I think people are starting to realize. You believe that? that. I I, I firmly believe that. I've never, uh, you know, I've been organizing for Palestine for many, many years. I've never seen this much support for it before. So I think Israel has made a huge mistake, and they're definitely headed towards a strategic defeat.
3: And the hypocrisy, the the lies they continue to peddle. Um, it's, it's now being documented in real time so they can't hide behind their their fake, fictitious claims um, and, and we can see the, the, the apartheid and the ethnic cleansing of the Palestinian in real time, which is very um, disgusting, deplorable
1: Obama, th- thank you man let's go to Dan, Dan you're on a radio show good morning, I'm Peter Boyles Dan you're up 3-2 Dan All right, we'll go to Brian, Brian you're on a radio show good morning
6: Hey, yeah, this is a really good show by the way. And I'm not really familiar with the area. I haven't studied it either, but uh, I was wondering how Hamas became the power and if they're a repressive government to them. And one question I'll let you go after that is who do they think would be better as uh for their cause,
1: Trump or Biden? And that's all. Stay I'm there. Answering. Don't don't move. Stay there. Um okay. guys
2: yeah, so uh, I mean, Hamas was elected. They're 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 elected in a, in a free election that you know by all outside parties. You know that that looked into the election. They they you know deemed that it was a, a free and fair election, and Hamas was elected. Um, but they haven't
1: held an election in a long. They, time. They have
2: not held an election in a long time. It's kind of hard to hold an election when you are under uh, an air, land, and sea blockade. Um, you know, despite what the the previous two callers ago, uh, you know, didn't didn't want to admit they are under a land, air, and sea blockade it's it 's you know we live here in this country where we you know we have all these freedoms and, and you know we, we definitely don 't live under a land air and sea blockade and our po- political system is, is is screwed up to say the least so to to expect that people who are living in a concentration camp where seventy percent of them are refugees in their own country to have a perfect government is absurd um, but yeah that's that 's how Hamas came to power um, and and then to to answer your, your second question uh um, um, I, I don't really know how Trump would be on this. I, I, I mean, uh, you know, generally, uh, probably not great. I do know that Joe Biden has been horrible. He's been terrible on this. He's gone around Congress yes. to approve weapons sales to Israel. I mean, that's just and absurd. To Gu- and to Ukraine, too. Exactly. That's yeah. absurd. Yeah. Joe Biden is literally the number one all-time recipient of money from APAC. AIPAC, which they're not registered as a foreign entity, but they're the Israeli lobby. That's our president. He is the number one recipient of money from them. If you replace the word Israel with Russia, people would be losing their heads. So I, 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 I definitely will say not not Joe Biden, um, uh, probably not Trump either. I I I think. Was
1: there was there an American president that you look back to and think? I mean, because Harry Truman, yeah. the first signature on in the U.N. Declaration, here's a great trivia question. Harry signed first. Who signed second?
2: <laughs> Do you know? No. Joseph Stalin.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Stalin signed second. Wow. Well, here's one for you. Who is the only U.S. president to withhold aid from Israel? Wow. George Bush, Sr. George Bush Senior, Herbert Walker. Yep, Herbert Walker. He withheld aid from Israel when the Madrid uh, okay. negotiations were going because he wanted to ensure that the uh, that the Madrid negotiations were in good faith and that they were able to to you know go through successfully. Of course, we all know. Oslo happened in the background, mm-hmm. squashed on Madrid, and and now you know Oslo is is. I didn't is, know that about. But, Weber, 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 yeah, Barbara Walker. You wow. know, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was pretty 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 good on Palestine as well.
3: He also served as a independent witness for the elections.
1: Yep, yeah, I remember that. You're right. I forgot that. Wow.
6: Didn't Trump? Am I still on?
2: Yeah, you are. Yeah.
6: Didn't Trump try to bring like tourism there by making? propose, and they build like high-rise and kind of like a tourist area. Yeah,
1: that was one of Trump's area there. Yeah.
6: and then the wanted Hamas to bu- wanted to bu-
1: that. He wanted to build hotels. Um. Mm-hmm. Which you know, of yeah, course, he's to
6: bringing tourism in yeah, and yeah. make their country a little more yeah, wealthier, yeah. but somehow is denied. Like I said, I'm I'm a little uneducated on this, so this is a good good learning time for me. He, he
2: also moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, yes. which which was which was very a, a very aggressive move yeah. and and basically uh, essentially all, all but killed the two state solution. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Lou, we're going to take a break. Uh, Everybody hold on. Our guests are Palestinians. The law office is a Dan Kaplis. Danny believed to be the only lawyer in Colorado history to win five straight multi-million dollar verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. He's my friend. He and his partners have won the largest truck uh, crash jury verdicts in in the history of our state. The firm's history of of seven and eight figure settlements and verdicts speak for themselves. There's a firm where good people from all walks of life without regard to ability to pay, receive the level of legal representation to rich and powerful enjoy. he is my friend he came to the rescue when my family had problems danny's law firm believes talks cheap experience counts results matter the firm would be happy to share with you its track record jury verdicts and court settlements and dan is such a good man believing who you hire says so much about you Everybody involved in the case, they suggest you choose a law firm that shares your values. The firm believes in core values have been the foundation of historic success, faith, integrity, hard work, dedication to righteous causes. When you need Dan's help, you call them at 303-770-5551, 303-770-5551, or Dan Kaplan's Law, C-A-P-L-I-S-Law.com
0: smartphone, or smart speaker. News Talk 710. KNUS.
1: Saturday morning, everyone. The 20th of January, 2024. 303-696-1971. Lines are jammed, have been jammed. Uh, the 710 KNUS Weather Center weather goes 42 for the high. 51 on Sunday and Monday, 50 degrees. Our guests are Palestinians. David Ellis, my friend, you've heard me telling you, talking to you. I saw David this week to take valuables to David Ellis Jewelers. And now, of course, Valentine's Day on its way. Get a trade, get a fortune in cash and buy a better gift and secure an appraisal from David. All the valuables you have tucked away in your home. It's still true. Let me share you the same reason. See, David, just in case you don't have a Rolex watch, rare coins or a T-set david ellis all of your most meaningful gift giving occasions david ellis jewelers have the right right items at the right price and special people and you're looking for something special for valentine's an antique watch an emerald pennant a a gold necklace a diamond ring trusted jeweler has been buying precious metals and antiques here in colorado for decades dazzling display cases and hundreds of new and used pieces he is my friend visit david ellis jeweler see for yourself Look for the black awning on the corner of 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. Explore com. My friend David, you can reach him at 303-322-8779. 303-322-8779. The man is there. He's there right now. Black awning on the corner of 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. Our guests are Palestinians, and our lines are jammed. Let's just go back to the phones again. We go to Randy on line two. Randy, you're on a radio show. Thank you, and good morning.
7: Good morning, there, Peter. It's real, real nice. My first time calling you. Glad you called. Listen to you for many a year. Thank you. Uh, my first question is: Your guests are were they raised in uh, the Palestinian areas?
1: Um, our, Abdallah was. Um, Rima was not. Uh, but I'll let them speak for themselves. So.
2: Well, only until I was three years old. I, I moved here when I was very young. So you're, now, you're born in Libya. I was born in Libya. My family went back to Lhasa for a little while. But I mean, even at the time, the situation was very difficult. So uh, we immigrated to the U.S. But, you know, I was I was very young. So I, I don't I don't consider that I was raised there. Okay, Randy, go ahead.
7: Okay, i listened to uh, years ago, I did a major study on my own. I'm 65 now, but so this is in my 30s. Uh, during the 1948 United Nations, uh, when Israel became a nation, the, they wanted to actually, the Palestinians, to have a state also. And my understanding through my study was uh, the Palestinians refused to sign the deal to become a state because they said, no, we want it all. What, what's your comment about that?
2: I mean, if someone went into your house and said, uh, I'm going to take the kitchen, the bedrooms, the bathrooms, and you can have the basement sign this paper, and you don't sign the paper, are you the bad guy?
7: Well, it was actually United Nations that recognized them as a state in 1948, and the very next day they were attacked by seven nations and Israel and only one out of three of the Jews had a gun because under British mandate it was illegal for a Jew to own a gun and a little over a year and a month they overtake took all seven nations and that's the start uh... the name Palestinian uh, used to be called Judea and Samaria way back in the Old Testament and uh, let me get my thoughts together here Uh, It was always Judea and Samaria until Rome in 70 AD picked the 10 tribes of Israel out of Israel and renamed it Syria-Philistinia. And the Philistines were an extinct race under Joshua. And it was the Greeks that first used the word uh, Palestine. It was a it more or less morphed into Palestine from Philistinia because the Philistines were extinct. And just like Arafat, he was not a Palestinian. They didn't use that word before 1948. Arafat was actually from Egypt. He was born in Egypt. But Egypt got tired and kicked him out, and he went to Jordan. And Jordan kicked him out, and then he went to the Palestinian areas. What's your comment about that?
3: So when you go down, um, we have actually, I have actual coins and dollars that say Palestine. Yeah. And and so oh, yeah. the fact the, that it was... The,
7: the, Greek, the, f- no. so the Greeks were the first to call they, it Palestine.
3: Yeah, here's Peter, if I
1: can interject. So yeah. what you get to call a country, what you call a place, I mean, there was there was Russia, and then there was Soviet Union, mm-hmm. there was this and there was that. I don't know if it plays Brady out. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know if that plays out. Um, I, I listened to the arguments before. And I don't, I, know, really, I don't know if that, if it has meaning.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: We, we I really
7: we, feel for the people there. Oh man! I mean, you ever been I there? I mean, they're in real danger. But it, it's like a my comment that I've talked when you're getting buzzed by a fly. Sooner or later, you get tired and you get the fly swatter out and you kill all of them. Mm-hmm. And that, that's no excuse.
1: But that's uh, it's women and children.
7: Israel, Israel's in a bad place also because Indeed. there's 57 Islamic nations and there's only one Jewish nation. Where are the Jews supposed to go to? And uh, one more comment, and I'll, I'd like there, a response on this. Yeah, there, the, the Palestinian Israelis that's got citizenship in Israel, they're part of their Knesset, they get to vote, they work, and everything. It's actually from the Gaza Strip, which was actually uh, owned by Egypt at one time, and Egypt gave it away. And anyway, uh, it's a sad situation. Well,
2: but, well Israel uh, occupied the Sinai Desert in Egypt, so, I mean, you can talk about that. But but going back to what you were saying about the Palestinians who, who live uh, in Israel, who have Israeli citizenship, there are still over 60 laws on the books in Israel that are specific to Race or or you know who like if you're a Palestinian or or if you're Jewish, which by the way is the definition of apartheid. So yeah, they get to vote. Yeah, some of them can hold you know some some office. Uh, you know, some of them are even judges, which is great. But many of yeah. them have been getting jailed over the past few months over not even speaking out in support of Palestine, just simply viewing something on their phones that may be construed as even being remotely, remotely. Pro Palestinian, uh, so so I, I don't really wow. think that that's like a, a, an accurate way to be like, oh look, they're living harmoniously. I mean, they can't really be Palestinian; they have to hide mm-hmm. who they really are. They have to be as pro-Israeli as possible, more pro-Israeli than other Israelis, because of how much uh, of, of, a, of, a, of a microscope is on them. So I don't really think that that's an accurate. Randy, way to the, say.
1: The, Randy, this is Peter. Your call is wonderful. I mean, you're 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 you. Yeah, thank you for the question. How you've re- you've really read, and, and I, I don't I don't know if you've ever been there and seen it, but it's... Um, uh,
7: I was there right after the Camp David Accords with Jimmy okay. Carter. I was in the okay. U.S. Navy, and we were not allowed to wear our uniforms, no. mm-hmm. and I was only eight, 18, 19 years old, and all my time there, I squandered it in the bars. But
1: <laughs> you're, you're the first. <laughs> but what's interesting, <laughs> even Camp David was purchased by the United States. That's a U.S. buy. Um, I've actually been around Jimmy Carter, met Jimmy Carter two times and spoke with him privately about it. And what Carter said was that he had principally because the old war laws were the Arabs would fight to the to the last Egyptian. When you look at the wars between uh, the Israelis and the Arab world, it's principally although the first one was gangbusters, like you said, but they were basically Israelis and, and Egyptians so Jimmy Carter does Camp David, and he buys yep. he buys that piece. with. There's Sadat who gets murdered, and then who's the Israeli that yep. gets murdered? Is, is it's not big. No, it's, it's, hot, the it's trip. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rab- Rabin, yeah, Rabin, yeah, it was yeah. Rabin, and then so Rabin gets murdered. For making right. peace. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. He, he acknowledged that the only way to, to secure Israeli existence was to make peace. Mm-hmm. No, you can't no. just have this back and forth war. Yeah. Jimmy Carter made they killed it, him for I,
1: it. I, I was at actually the spot where Sadat was murdered, the parade grounds where Sadat was murdered. And you can see that film where everybody ducks but Sadat. Mm-hmm. And it's the brotherhood, the Muslim brotherhood. And Sadat was a peacemaker. And 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 Jimmy yep, Jim, yeah, Jimmy Carter said a big deal. Jimmy Carter said to me, but he said he realized that every Egyptian family had lost a member to those wars, and every Israeli family had lost a son to those wars. And he knew that they were ready, at least for a peace. And um, our our taxpayer money buys that peace, remains, uh, r- keeps that peace. But one of the things I don't know, I'll turn it back over to you for the last comment, and then I'm going to jump take calls.
7: Well, I myself, I don't I, I believe there might be a short term peace, but I don't think it's ever going to be a long lasting peace until the end of times when Christ returns.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I just wholly disagree with that. You know, just because history ended one way doesn't mean it has to end the same way. Um, I, I, I firmly do believe that if everyone had a vested interest in the success of a single state together, uh, that there there would be peace because everyone would have to make it work for it to work. Great call, Randy. Well thought out. Thank well, you, brother.
7: Uh, one more thing. Real quick. I think one big thing that's going to be in the way is the backing of Iran that says death to Israel, death to America. And I think they're going to hold everything back from peace.
1: We, You know, we talked about Iran earlier, and, and a young man who was born in Iran called the show. And um, we and we, we go back to uh, when George Bush invades and they get rid of Saddam. If that was that was one of the great lies, and if Saddam were alive today, I'm not uh, so. We sh-
7: wouldn't have a lot of this.
1: I thank you. We would not be having a lot of this. You're right. Thank you, brother. Really good call, man. That was great. Uh, we go to Don. Don, you're on a radio show. Our guests are Palestinians. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Uncle Pete. How's it going? Good, man. Uh, well,
6: I, I want to do a call call right quick because um, I'm sitting here recovering from surgery, and your money and your and the doctor says that really kind of got my hackles up um, about the local news being controlled. Um, they're not controlled; they're scared. This hmm. is this is there's a there's a reason why nobody nobody will go near these people. Because it's it's just too controversial. I mean you called I mean you called you called the local news mommy news and that's true. Yeah. Uh, when I was in the hospital, I'm I'm sitting here, this is, that was the first time I ever watched a mainstream news newscast in like twenty years. And I'm and they got all sorts of crap on there and I'm wondering, is this news?
1: One of, the things uh, that, one, of, one of the things that has happened, and I, I wrote about it, is that the alternative streams of information, right, wrong, or indifferent, that ABC, NBC, CBS, Channel 9, they have been so diminished. The newspaper circulations, uh, there's a new piece on how Jeff Bezos loosed, lost $100 million trying to think he'd get in the newspaper business. It's over. And young people, old people, doesn't matter. Are, are, are turning to alternative streams of information. I think it has a lot to do with the demonstrations we're seeing in this country and in Europe. I think it is people are no longer settling for NBC nightly news. And I, I myself, I, I I read Al Jazeera. I started read, reading Al Jazeera years and years ago. And I'm not saying they're good, bad or indifferent, but it's a different view than what you're getting on the evening news. And and I think that's—I mean, there's all there's all kinds of stuff out there, and I think Abdullah said it. And who's going to control the internet? Nobody, and it's world. Nobody, nobody. So, back to what you were saying, Don. Yeah, I mean, I—I I don't want to mention any names, but when I first met the doctor, she said, "You're the first person who wants to talk to us." I was—I was surprised, and then I and then I wasn't when I thought about it.
6: That yeah, it didn't surprise me either. No. Just just sit there and look at any just the local news just sit there and just look at it. No, they don't want
1: they, they don't want these guys. No. Oh no,
6: they, no, they they want to Let's see what a barge pull.
2: Abdullah, why don't they want you? Well, and I think you said something which is like they don't want to touch us because it's controversial. I don't. I, if it's controversial, it's 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 manufactured controversy. It's not some mm-hmm. some real controversy of like ooh, what what are we up here saying? We're saying. We're tired of being kicked off of our land. We're tired of being refugees in our own land. We're tired of watching our relatives be bombed and be starved. Is that really controversial? It's it's not. It's it's a manufactured controversy, and I think a lot of people are moving it past is, it. It
6: is it is, for, it is for the local news. I mean, I just I I would just urge people to sit not the national, just the local news. Just sit down oh. and just listen to a newscast critically. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 no, it's just it's it's. It's more or They're bad.
1: Brother, <laughs> I'm going to jump. Thank you. Um, put everybody up on hold, Lou, if you would. Ski season in full swing. I'm going to make, make Wednesday hopefully a ski day. The snow is so good. For like five days, nobody could get to Winter Park. That's how much snow they got. And now the road's burnt. it 's open. You know what it means? Larson Ski and Sport to get all their new gear for the season. I've got new goggles, and they're ready to help have you have some fun. Take it from me. If you need ski or snowboard gear, Larson Ski and Sport if you're a renter. And, by the way, you can rent what's called demos where are new skis. And if, for your kids and grandkids, always rent because next year this, they're going to be too small. It's boarding. Side cuts, fats, whatever you want. These guys at Larson's take the time. I talked about Jack Marriott, who's John's kid. He's like the little guru to me, takes me and shows me stuff. Match you up with all the right brands so you can enjoy your time on the hill, the right clothing, the right goggles, the right helmets. They're so convenient. Stop on the way up the hill or on the way home. The big wooden building south of I-70 on Kipling. John and the guys at Larson's are the absolute experts. Everything you need for winter sports. Stop in today and tell them I sent you. Seven days a week, you're westbound on I-70. Get off on the Kipling ramp. Come down the ramp. Make a left. Go back underneath I-70. Come out on the other side. Look to your right. You'll see a big, right there's the crab shack and then this big wooden box. And that's Larson. Seven days a week. Larson Ski and Sports, South of I-70 on Kipling. Uh, you got people coming now. The weather's starting to get better and better and better, and spring skiing comes. 303-423-0654 is their phone number. Their web is larsonsport.com Larson Ski and Sports, South of I-70 on Kipling.
0: Telling it's like it is. Peter Boyles on Talk 710 KNUS.
1: Good morning, everybody. It is uh, 1248. we got about 12 more minutes in the show. It's Saturday, the 20th of January, 2024. Our guests are Palestinians. 42 will be the high, 51 on Sunday and 50 on Monday. Take the final call because I want to give them a chance to wrap it up. This is John. John, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Thank you for calling.
0: Morning, Peter. Uh, Good. Thanks for having the, your guests. A question for them. Would they consider Hamas a terrorist organization or is that manufactured as well?
2: Hmm. um I do consider that uh, manufactured absolutely um I think that Hamas is doing what they can with what they have um, you know I, I I of course i I, I disagree with uh, you know uh, harming civilians who are innocent, but uh, you know the, what are Palestinians supposed to do? What are Palestinians in Gaza supposed to do? You know, Urima uh, mentioned the, the 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 great march of return in 2018. This was a peaceful demonstration in Gaza, where people in Gaza were like, "Hey, we are fed up. We are, compl- we, are we are we have had enough of being uh, bullied by Israel and 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 this, it was a peaceful demonstration. And they they marched and Israel. Killed over 100 people, maimed thousands, and zero, zero casualties on the Israeli side. Uh, So
0: you see no difference between Palestinians and Hamas?
2: Well, of course there's difference. Palestinians are not a monolith. You know, Hamas is just a, a political party. Within within Palestine, so uh, of course there's a difference. We're not we're not all Hamas. Just like we're not all the P PL- A. We're not all the P L O. We're not all the P F L P. But all Palestinians can agree that we are sick and tired of being occupied for seventy five years. We are sick and tired of being brutalized for seventy five years. It, you know, so someone earlier uh, made a really gross comment, honestly, where it was like, you know, if you have a fly buzzing around, eventually you're going to swat it. We're not flies, okay? But also, when you are brutalized and beaten and have your home stolen and and, and live under this brutal occupation for decades and decades and decades, eventually you're going to have enough. Eventually, you're going to fight back. So, you know, calling them a terrorist organization, did, 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 the, did the German government vilify the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising? Did uh, the U.S. vilify Nat Turner's rebellion? Of course, you know, the oppressor is always going to see that people fighting against their oppression are, are, are bad people and terrorists. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just revisionist history.
1: Sir, okay. Thanks for your answer. You're welcome. Um, what would you like to say in the remaining time we have that has not come up, or you would like to say? I, I didn't ask the right question. What would you like to like to say, Doctor?
3: You know, I just wanted to just highlight the current conflict that's happening. It's an onslaught against the Palestinian people. It is not a war. the The Palestinians don't have the ability to have an army, a navy. in in the ability to protect themselves. Um, And I just wanted to shed light on this grave humanitarian catastrophe, because that's the lens that I'm looking in in at. So there's currently 8,000 children that are dead. And they w- didn't participate in any elections. These are kids that are innocent, that are in, in the middle of this uh, this calamity. And while the Palestinians in Colorado have been steadfast in their determination for peace for both the Palestinians and Israelis, we have to also recognize this catastrophe. In the last three months, 100 days, a little plus than 100 days, but over 30,000 dead, 8,000 missing, over 12,000 children dead, women. I mean, these numbers keep to be escalating, In the bare minimum that the Palestinian community is asking for, as well as the international community, is a ceasefire. So I would recommend everybody, your listeners, hopefully they, they can chime in to understand our perspective of we really just want to exist and to recommend that they call their legislators to demand a is ceasefire. The,
1: is there an end in sight, Abdullah?
2: Uh I mean in the near future it does not feel like it. It does not feel like it. But in the long term future, yes, absolutely. I think Israel has made a grave mistake by showing the world who they really are. The world has turned against Israel. Uh so yeah, I, I do think that long term uh yes. But but I do one one thing I, I, I want to end with is I really want people to understand that this occupation, this genocide is only made possible by our tax dollars. In a normal year, we send four billion dollars to Israel in military aid. In the past three months alone, Joe Biden has approved $21 billion in additional aid to be sent to Israel. The The Department of Housing and Urban Development in 2020 did a study, and they figured that it would cost $20 billion to end homelessness in the United States. We sent more than that to Israel in the past three months alone. It's absolutely absurd. Israelis enjoy free health care, free housing, free education. Americans have none of that. Why are we paying for this? Why are we paying to drop bombs? on children, on schools, on hospitals in Palestine when it's freezing cold out here in Colorado and I'm seeing people sleeping on the streets left and right. It, we should be ashamed. We should be absolutely ashamed. Not one single dollar should be going to Israel while there is a single American sleeping on the streets. And I really want people to know that.
1: We are almost out of time. Um, I knew the show would be what it is. The returns on the wall were rough, but I knew that would happen as well um we'll do it again and i i don't know if i could see an ending to this um netanyahu said it'll be over when it's over and i'm paraphrasing him and um that's his war aim and you know the what happened in october and it's just it's incredibly sad Thanks, you guys, for coming in. Thanks and, for having uh, us. Oh, Thank my, please, my Thank pleasure. Thank you so much. And, I, you know, it's interesting where nobody else seems to want to let these people speak, and whether you agree with them or disagree with them, that's that right to say it. So, Lou, get us out of here, all right? I'll see everybody uh, next next Saturday, 710-K and U.S. am Peter Boyles. You take care of yourselves. Thank you all for being here. Oh, I just, he just... He just told me a little more a little more. Oh, I, 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 20 seconds. Uh, on our website, there's that we talked about that red light technology. Uh, there's a YouTube up. Go to uh, 710K in U.S. and then click on me. Click on shows. Click on a YouTube video. It is there. It's amazing. And then the column I wrote uh, that's called, uh, I wouldn't go there if I was you. All right, now we get to music. Lou, thanks, everybody. I'll see you next Saturday here at 10.